Happy Monday and welcome back to another episode of the Grunge Bible Podcast. This is episode 63. It is June 6th and my name is Ethan Shalloway and I'm joined as usual by Chris Salona. And Chris, how are we doing today, man? I'll tell you, it is a privilege and an honor to be with you on this 6th of June, 2022 or beyond, depending on when you're listening. Uh, I'm doing pretty well today. Um, Not letting my lack of sleep keep me down. Uh, We were quite disgruntled last week having to sit down and record episode 62. But I'll tell you, you turn the page. It's a brand new, it's a brand new sheet of canvas here for 63. I'm feeling good. How are you? I'm doing awesome too. Um, We are recording this on a Monday. Uh, It's coming out on Monday. So the Uh feelings are the same. Uh, We have this full week ahead of us. Actually, we're recording on a Tuesday. I'm a liar. (laughs) Well, it's the first work. Just like you. (laughs) Well, yesterday was a holiday in the U.S. Yeah, we're all messed up. Yeah, yeah, because it's the last day of May today as we sit down to record this. Yeah, which May was good to us. So, I, you know, I I like May always. But June's going to be good as well. So, totally. Um, I'm doing well. I'm. I was. I just did some travel, so I was a little jet lagged and and you know yeah. disconnected in a few different uh, forms of the word. So I feel good to be back um, in a little bit. You know, getting back in the routine. I uh, was sitting down with you. So yeah, dude. All things considered, I'm doing pretty good. Um, yeah, that's awesome. I'm I'm happy to hear it. Uh, I'm I'm very excited to be getting into June. Uh, I love the summertime. I'm excited. May May was good, as you said. I think I think June's going to be good as well. And uh, I've heard a lot of good things about it, you know. Exactly. I also think I haven't gotten a haircut in like three months. I I think I think I'm doing it. I think I'm I think I'm growing it out for a little bit. Well, you you realize you're saying this on live television, (laughs) so people are gonna hold (laughs) you against this. They have to hold. You have to hold us to it. Uh, Yeah, I don't don't know how long. Um, It's never gonna be as long as I did back when I was in college. But I'll let I'll let it grow a little bit. Get the muzzy going still. A month strong on the muzzy and. you know, That's I awesome. Think it just makes I, sense. I kind of got some hair. My my hair's getting a little longer too. And I know yeah. we've talked about it. You're like, should we? Should you do it? Should we do it? Yeah. And uh, it's never a bad time to grow out your hair a little yeah. bit. Um, you grow your hair out just to prove that you have control over something. Yep. And then you cut it off to do the same. Oh yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of exciting. I mean, it's the summer though. It's always tough picking. The, I know you're, you're is, in the hot times but of I mean, the year. You're gonna be hot anyways. I mean, having having the mane, <laughs> having having some lettuce up top, some moss isn't gonna isn't going to be a deal breaker, I don't think. Nah, you should be fine. Yeah, we'll be fine. Um, all right, so for this episode, we are going to have a discussion on the wonderful band Blind Melon and Shannon Hoon. Um, we're pretty excited. It's one of our, it's one of our favorite bands of the era. I think, as far as just like summer, I, for me, like summer playlists and stuff, like they have a really special place. Yeah, um, we don't post them. We probably could post them a little bit more, but. Um, yeah, yeah, I would say it they, they definitely they sit very firmly in that category of whenever I listen to them, I'm like, wow, I need to yeah. listen to them more. And the same really thing affected. as it relates to the page. When I post them, I'm like, wow, I should I should really post yes. more blind mail. And there was about a month ago I, I posted them pretty really consistently well, yeah. and people people were excited about it. But yeah, such such a great band and, and definitely one that I hold in very high regard. Um and it's it's gotta be up there for, you know, bands from that era that didn't come from the Pacific Northwest. Uh, I know, I mean, I, I never really get tired of their music and, and some of their songs that are favorites of mine from them. I think you could stack up with my favorites from a lot of different bands. And uh, I'm, I really enjoy them. Happy to yeah, finally probably, talk about them. This idea has been yeah. on the hopper for a couple yeah. of months now, and, and now we're finally getting to it. 
Yeah, we'll probably get into it more, but you, you, it's a good point that like uh, they're highly regarded, but I think because of the small couple of three albums with Shannon and it just right. doesn't get as much airplay. So it's not as like, same thing with, um, you know, Temple of the Dog or certain album, you know, the, the one-off albums that we have from bands, you know, it's like, oh, I should listen to them more. But yeah, um, but yeah so that's, we're going to be talking about, a lot more about that and their music. Um, but before we get there, we do want to say a big thank you to our patrons. Um, and we have a long list that we're going to um, read off as we usually do. But I just wanted to make sure that everybody knows that it only costs $2 to become a patron or $5 or $10, but the lowest is $2. It's only two and, bucks. Yeah. And, you know, that, as like we like to call, is a really shitty cup of coffee. And you get four episodes per month. So, like, you know, it's pretty good. If my math is correct, that's pretty good value for that is, that uh, your 50 cents value. each and week, you know? As we sit here, we get to ring the bell once again this week. We received a oh, new yeah. top level patron this morning. And uh, I'm very excited about it. Uh, so welcome aboard to the top tier Seattle four fanboy from New Jersey. So I exchanged messages with this person. Uh, they also informed me not only did they join the top level on Patreon, but they did purchase some merch as well. So just an attack, a well-coordinated attack on all fronts we're getting. And I got a good origin story. So they told me that they found our page um, right at the end of 2020, one of their friends shared one of our posts on, on their story and, uh, and Seattle four fanboy from New Jersey saw it, liked what it was about. And that really helped them get into grunge. They were not into it beforehand. And, uh, they started listening to the podcast on episode 24 and they haven't missed a week since. Uh, and I guess they have felt inspired enough to, Put some skin in the game and be a person of action, as we like to talk about here, supporting not only the Patreon, but the merch as well. So uh, we're very, very grateful and thankful to uh, to have you aboard. It's fucking sweet. I like that. Yeah, it is. That's awesome. I love love some good interactions. I remember seeing uh, seeing the seeing the message you sent and he was super excited to be on board. And that's yeah. what I, I, believe, love, I believe. I love. You smoked a celebratory stogie I, as well. I was going to, I, I didn't want to over, yeah, I didn't want to overshare, <laughs> but like he was uh, celebrating with yeah, us he with was, a cigar. He, yeah, he, he upgraded, in his words, he upgraded from the shitty cup of coffee to a stogie, a celebratory <laughs> cigar. Um, I don't know if he did that this morning or, I mean, it's like a 6 a.m. cigar. I mean, I hope so. Still I think rolling, I might have yeah. to try that out. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty incredible. Um, yeah. Shout out to, yeah, that fires me up. So Seattle four fanboy Seattle from New Jersey, thank you for joining yeah. the top tier. And you join this esteemed list that uh, I can say this. It's growing and it, it just grew by Finally, one today. Yes. Who knows? Next week it could grow by one, two or ten. Who knows? But uh, the individuals who comprise that aside from our, our, our new member are Carlene Salona, Wayne Staley, Victor Schaefer, Kara Kay, The Blue Owl, Fresh Tendinitis, Jade Mercado, Doug Endy, Fuck Soup, Rachel Corning, Jamie Lynn, our number one fan from Australia, What the Fuck's Up Denny's, Release, Alexis Shannon, Millie, Kayla Jean, Marianne, Nikki Six, Shannon Gorgone, Sue, Sonny Mashburn, Lauren Irene, Chris LSMS, Black Hole Sean, Darian Riddle, Brenda, Alex Long, and Captain Hightop. I almost just uh, shortchanged Black Hole Sean. I almost just said Sean. <laughs> that wouldn't have. Been, <laughs> I would have had to start over. I can't. Disrespect. We wouldn't have known who you were talking about. Exactly. Like who? Who the hell is Sean? Who's Who's in here? His name's Sean. But uh, yes, thank you uh, to all of you for your continued support uh, as we roll on to episode sixty-three. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. Um, when I was in I was in California this past week with with our good friend Nick. Andrew, obviously our producer Drew, but 
I was with Nick and his his uh, fiance and and her sister, and they all had Grunge Bible uh, merch. They all oh, had yeah. the grassroots the, support. I like that. Uh, yeah, they loved it. They 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 love that we're doing it and stuff. And they they were really great to have around. But I love seeing friends, uh, you know, friends wear the gear that yeah. um, is out there. So head over. The merch is going fast. So yeah. it's also <laughs> check it it's, out. Yeah, it's it's it is uh, it is good. I was just this weekend actually. I was a little little cookout, a little little grill out situation, and a couple of my friends came up to me, and and I never told them about. Uh, about this <laughs> podcast or the page and they're like holy shit dude like i was listening to the podcast like you guys are good i was like oh which ones did you listen to and they're like oh yeah, like yeah, i started always... at the beginning i was like no nah, it's <laughs> not good we're not good now but we certainly weren't good then but yeah the uh uh the base continues to grow and uh we Which put it out great. into the world and and we're very thankful for anyone who chooses to consume it share it and if they choose to support us in any way it uh it's, it's a really really big help Absolutely. I was just going to pull up. We're getting, cl- we're really close to a hundred thousand streams, aren't we? Yeah, we are. We're I think like, we're at 93,000. Uh, yeah. 93. Exactly. Yep. Oh, yeah. Wow. So this one will probably do it. This, yeah. This we just need 7,000 melon heads out there. And uh, next thing you know, we'll be sitting pretty at a hundred K. So without further ado, the mighty blind melon, Ethan, I'm uh, as I said, I'm very excited to talk about this band. Um, like I said, there's some songs that I never get tired of. And I think, goes without saying um in terms of voices shannon hoon had one of the most unique and most talented voices i think uh from the era uh yeah really really distinctive i mean you listen to a millisecond of his voice and and you know that it's him and yeah. he did a lot of really really impressive things with it yeah he reminds me of a lot of andrew wood and mm-hmm. a lot of influence from him and obviously and like kind of the look the hair and the kind of yeah um the mannerisms but yeah his voice is is very unique and very special and and um a lot of the recordings they have of him i feel like he really you know they he took liberty to do to express his voice and to do kind of fun stuff with it so he always had a personality in those songs that was was really you know is always nice to hear from artists um what 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 about his voice really stands out to you? Like, you know, I. It's, it, well, like, what it about? It's stupid. It, I was just about to say the sound of it. The way it sounds. Obviously, um, I I don't. I think his range and just like the and, and I'm not I'm not musically inclined, but like the 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 register that he sang in, and I think the versatility. And I always, when I listen to him, like I I can't help but think of Janis Joplin. I know a lot of mm, people yeah. kind of make that comparison. Especially, uh, there's a version of Blind Melon performing Me and Bobby McGee, which was popularized by Janice. Uh, they performed that as a part of their two-meter sessions, I think they did in 93. Um, and, that, I mean, you, you put those side by side. And, I don't know, just, he, he, had, he had such power. Um, he had such a powerful voice, but not not kind of in, like, the shaking your soul way that I think Lane could do, but kind of like a different, uh, yeah. maybe maybe a bit, bit gentler, um, but really really distinct i think and, and very unique so i think that's what it is it just sounds it sounds unlike you know any any other voice from the era in my opinion and i think that's what that's what sticks in it with me and and i think when he was at his best you could tell there was so much joy coming through him uh when he performed and when he sang and and, and so much mm-hmm. sincerity and i think that that coupled with the distinctiveness of his voice is is kind of the draw for me what about you yeah i like um 
I really like his voice paired with the acoustic guitar, like yeah. when he plays and it kind of comes off that with the twang of the guitar or, you know, or the banjo or the kazoo or something like that, like kind of has that twang to it. Mm-hmm. That's not, it's not, you know, not country or anything, but he just has this kind of like, you know, a bending voice um, at times, which yeah. is really, uh, really special. And so I just, I really like the stuff when it's just him opening up a song uh, with his guitar or if it's totally. a full, fully instru- um, acoustic. But yeah, I, I agree with you. He uh, he is super unique and it's pretty easy to uh, kind of pick him out when you're listening. Totally. Obviously. And and I think the one thing about Blind Melon, um, they they came, the, the members of the band, so so at the time of their founding and I guess their, their classic lineup prior to Shannon Hoon's death that was comprised of Roger Stevens on guitar, Christopher Thorne also on guitar, Brad Smith on the bass guitar, uh, Glenn Graham on drums, and then Shannon obviously taking vocals and assisting with guitar here and there. And they all came from some different parts of the country, and I think they probably had a lot of different influences growing up. And I think... Um, even on their first album, uh, their self-titled in 92, and certainly I think on Soup and then the the other recordings that were released on Nico, I, you can tell there's there's just a melting pot of influences and styles going on. I mean, I always say with Blind Melon, number one, there's so much more than just No Rain, which I think a mm-hmm. lot of people, um, when I talk about this band, I try to get them to just listen to one more song other than No Rain. And, and, and really, I think you can grow to appreciate it uh, if you can see past past no rain and i love no rain but i know it's very polarizing and if you were live at the time it was inescapable on mtv uh you know at the time of the music video release but two things it's like if you look past no rain and also this is a band that recorded a song that had a kazoo in it i mean so uh, for for skinned um i mean if you have a, if you have a rock band that has a kazoo prominently featured in a song, I mean that that is that is versatility and uh, I mean come on you you can't you can't do better than some kazoo action but really just the a really good kazoo part yeah, too fantastic <laughs> I, and, and 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 he performed it live I I've watched live videos live recordings of that he's bringing that sucker home which I can't imagine is the easiest thing to do I don't know I'm not a uh, not a uh, well traveled kazoo player but um yeah just just the um the wide range of influences that I think they brought to the table and, and really to kind of create a lot of different types of music, you know, even, even on the same album, I think, especially as you got into their, their second record, but I mean, you know, starting out, so the band got together in 1990 and, mm-hmm. um, you know, through, through a few different, uh, through a few different ventures, they ended up coming up with a demo tape. I actually listened to it this morning. Um, the demo tape was called the good foot workshop and uh, that's uh, that is the tape that got them signed to Capitol Records in '91, and then the next mm-hmm. year, um, after a few aborted attempts to record, uh, they ended up going to the studio and they cut their self-titled album. Which um, you know, when No Rain became the sensation on MTV, that actually you know that really pushed it in the mainstream, and that album ended up going platinum four times, uh, which was the biggest commercial success that they had. But I mean, it's crazy. Uh, you know, these guys got together. They put something together. I think that was so polished as as their self titled album. Um, and I really, it, as it is with so many of these bands, you know, the road was cut so short. And and I think in '95, you know, when the when the Soup album came out, I think they were really starting to, you know, spread their horizons and get into different areas. And then and then Shannon Shannon Hoon passed away in in October of 1995. So it's such a short period with that with that really classic is, yeah. album with shannon so 
you know, you only have, you have two albums that released when he was alive and then the Nico album, which is kind of compilations of unreleased yeah. tracks that came out in 96. But I mean, such a, in such a short time, I think to make such a big impact and to make music that was that good after having none of these guys really knew one another for forever, for, you know, decades or whatever. I mean, they got together and they made some really, really awesome music. And, and unfortunately yeah. the band ended way too soon in my opinion, but um, yeah, it's tough when you have a, you know, a four year run or five years and, um, you know, that first album is all we talk about. That first album, you, that debut album for a lot of bands is usually pretty special. And then they, yeah. they tour a lot and they have, and I'm thinking about other bands, you know, we weren't allowed, alive for it, so we don't know how it, I mean, looking back, it's it's different. But, um, you know, sometimes, yeah, people come out with the second album and, and um, it just comes from a different place or maybe they're touring a ton and or there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that are going on. So, uh, and they had a lot of there's there was a lot of uh, scrutiny with it, right? Because they were like did so well on the first album, so yeah, that must have been it, tough. And that's that, a common yeah, theme. He felt like I a lot of pressure for that third lot. album. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I think I, I think I remember like hearing like, that he had that he was working really hard on on Nico and trying to make something because that's yeah on the you know, the live in '95 and and that one you know it didn't sell to yeah. the to the extent that the self title did in '92 but um it is it's always really interesting and this is something that I think about with a lot of bands and certainly I think most of them that we talk about here with that debut album nobody knows or nobody has any expectations of what a blind melon record is supposed to sound like, for example. Yeah. So I always think it's really impressive when a band can go into the studio, not having released anything officially to the general public, certainly not on a major label and to be able to craft a cohesive record and a co yeah. cohesive sound uh, and put it out and really give people a good taste of what they are. I always think that's really impressive. And I also think it's impressive where, on the second album, if bands are able to take that and expound on it or explore different areas, um, which I, I certainly think Blind Melon was able to do. And, and I know you spoke about it before, how Shannon's voice pairs so well uh, with with acoustic guitars. And, you know, that's something that they certainly did on their uh, on their debut album. I think of Change, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, they continued to do throughout their career and, and they performed uh acoustically throughout their career and they did quite a good job with it and and i really think it's just uh you know to people that don't know the band as i said if they only know no rain i don't think you know how versatile this band was and and yeah. how talented the guitarists were i mean roger stevens and christopher thorne i mean those guys are incredibly talented some of their some of their lead work i mean like like if you just if you just look at the guitar work in no rain for example um I mean that's that's impressive. That's yeah. it's super super impressive. I mean, it's it's the same conversation we have with Soundgarden. You're, so you're listening to the voice, the vocalist, and you forget sometimes like there's a really cohesive band surrounding that. And there's yeah, a really exactly. Cohesive band. The, the voice is so good because the band is setting it up so well mm -hmm. and, and allowing it to really shine. Yeah, um, and and I always having been a sports background my whole life, I always. I'll always equate bands and a good cohesive band, like a, a good team sport and a good team when they're playing well together. I mean, all of those pieces have to go together. You have to know where the other people are going. You have to know where they're going to come in and everything. And, and I think this band did such a good job uh, of doing that. Certainly, you know, in the, in the studio albums the that they were able to release. Yeah. So uh, what was, did no rain get you into blind melon? <laughs> It was like, undoubtedly, I, I, hate to say I think it. for everybody, it yeah. was the first song that you had heard. 
I mean, Christ, I probably heard no rain for the first time when I was like three in a department store or something. Right. Um, yeah. And, and I think, um, it's it, like, it, smells like teen spirit. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it really does have like a similar, like, people. It's the same concept. Get, like, oh, those guys, you know, yeah. and, and like, I don't it turns even, people off too. Yeah, and that's the thing like for teen spirit, like I don't place that. I think because I wasn't alive then, I didn't, I don't know how innovative it was because I didn't experience that innovation and that, you know, smack across the face of like, this is Nirvana. Um, I don't like teen spirit. Like, I don't think that's in the top 10 of their best songs or certainly not my favorite. And in no rain, I, I think I feel kind of similarly. Um, but undoubtedly that was the one that I first listened to. And I think after that, I think I came across change. We may have come across mm-hmm. change when we were living together in Pittsburgh, uh, all I those so. years ago. We definitely had, um, kind of, I think we got into Shannon Hoon pretty early into our, I think so before, before right. some other more obvious areas that you would yeah. think. Yeah. I think so too. I, I'm not, maybe it was because of no rain. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Um, but yeah, um, I do remember talking about him and, and just, I uh, specifically, I remember you know, saying, watching certain videos and seeing Shannon Hoon's personality and what it seemed and it seemed so gentle. And so like just someone that you'd want to, be around um and you know it always i always kind of resonated with that like that kind of person you know it just seemed it seemed like such a he just seemed like such a good guy so i remember being you know and then finding out that he had passed away at 28 and just like Mm -hmm. holy shit i mean that just yeah one of those things where you you get into them and then you realize that there's a it's a tragedy it's not really what you would expect when you start reading about somebody Mm -hmm. that was and and i know we've had that experience a lot of course you'll get into a musician and two that pop out of my mind similar to this like you get into a band and you're like wow that's really good and then you find out that the that one of the members or the artist passed away way too young due to due to drugs or or struggles with different things you know i always think of elliot smith and i think of nick drake as as two people who i I remember getting really into their music and then not knowing, um, you know, how they passed away or that they, that they had passed away. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was very similar. I think obviously being the age that we are not having, um, you know, my, my life didn't even overlap with Shannon Hoons, for example, I was, I was born 11 months after he died. Um, but kind of speaking to the, uh, just kind of like the personality and, and just the humanity that he seemed to carry himself with. Um, I know you, before we went on, you were talking about uh, uh, Danny Clinch's all I can say um, mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the film piece. And, and I bet, um, so I have not seen it yet, which is, which is horrible. You should banish me from this podcast forever. But <laughs> I'd imagine that, you know, a lot of that was kind of home recording style stuff and, and Shannon's humanity and his personality really probably shined through throughout that yeah. film. Yeah, I, I had watched it, and um, it's exactly that. I mean, it's an hour and a half of of footage, and it's you know chronologically put together from uh, nineteen ninety to ninety five. So I always find it fascinating when somebody, um, you know, understands the value of say a video, and and mm-hmm. I think it's changed a lot. I think feel like back in the day, like my coach has a lot of film from back in the day, and it's so cool to look back. But even though now we take videos of every session or something like that, yeah. but. So, but like Shannon, he was back there taking videos, and he recorded everything. I mean, they have a, they have hit the last scene. It starts and ends with the same scene, which is, you know, the the night before. It's his last. It's the last footage of him in his hotel room. Oh my goodness! And saying and talking about like he needs to get on the bus. He needs to like 
you know, get a lot of sleep and you can just see him, you know, it's really, it's really strange because it's like his dying moments. This is his last yeah. time. And, um, it's really, Theory. it's really well done and it's totally a step into his personality, his struggles and the, the rise and fall. And it's just, it's just different than, um, like it's not a box office film, obviously like right. you can find it's on, it's on YouTube, the full length since, and it's just kind of, yeah, it's just kind of surreal to kind of have such a in-depth look into you know there's not there's no like no one talking over there's no nothing it's just like it's just like roll the tape you know mm-hmm. yeah exactly and, um, and and i think when it always sucks because you watch something like that and and you see a person like that and it just it, it's so unbelievably unfair that that somebody who i think could bring that much joy into the lives of people you know that they were around uh can struggle with things and, and ultimately succumb to different things that they struggle with. And, and Shannon, you know, had struggled with, with substance abuse for, for a long time. Right. And, and, you know, he had been up and down and up and down at different points. And um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's really sad. And, and, and obviously this, this not genre, because I, I wouldn't consider blind melon certainly to be grunge, but this era, you know, nobody in this era is a stranger to this type of thing. And um I mean, God, you just you could spend three minutes and think of all of the people that that died before their time, and it's such an exhaustingly long list, and it, and it really stinks that you know certainly for anybody, but you know someone like Shannon to have struggled with that, and 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 to you know not be here because of the those things that he struggled with, it's it's really sad, and and I think that's something that when I, when I do watch that film, that's going to be on my mind too. Yeah, there was um, there's there's a couple. There's, you know, a few really cool parts. One part, um, there's a voice recording of Mike McCready. Well, it's his sister first. Like, hey, Mike wants to talk to you after he got out of rehab and he wanted to talk to Mike or talk to Shannon for some advice and to get some help. And it was like kind of, it was kind of cool to see the interaction. And then also like uh, a little bit of Shannon's reaction to when uh, Kurt Cobain passed away because mm-hmm. that had a pretty, uh, that had a pretty good effect on him because yeah. uh, he was a, he was a big fan and obviously was. The same age, yeah, the same age. They're sim- sim- they're very close later. in age. I, I, I think they're I the think same they age. might have been shortly apart. But and and there's um the uh, the day April eighth, nineteen ninety four, the day the world found out that Kurt Cobain died. Blind Melon. They were on David Letterman's show that afternoon, mm. and um they played Change and and, yep. and Shannon dedicated it to Kurt Cobain. And he he wrote a, a big question mark on his forehead. And uh, that's that's one video um, you know we've posted it many times. I think we posted every single April eighth. And if you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend you know to go and watch it. And 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 that song change um, that's that's got to be one of my favorites. Uh, you know from from the band. And, and I always think about the lyric. Uh, you know, and I know we can't all stay here forever. So I'm gonna write my words on the face yep. of today. Um, I mean that's I wrote those same lyrics obviously to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. <clears throat> yeah he lived this i mean that's such a <laughs> such a good like a good lyric for an artist to kind of leave us um yeah. because that's yeah. what they would do that he and and shannon had some really awesome lyrics he had some really cool stuff and some really deep um you know deeper songs yeah um, i mean i think of soup for example soup um, i think is my i think that might be my favorite blind melon song yeah. i don't know yeah, that one's that one's really hard to listen to. I think yeah. when you 
when you sit down and you listen to the lyrics, you got to do your best to decorate this dying day. Um, and then the the outro to that song, when the when the drums kick in and that guitar comes in, and he's like, "I'm gonna pull the trigger and make it all go away. I'll make it all go away." Um, yeah. And and obviously, I, th- I think the first thing I think of is the performance at Woodstock '94. Um, yes, really I think good. that that might have been the song that they opened with. Um, and you know, Shannon's running around on the stage. I think wearing his girlfriend's dress. Um, I believe it's it's widely reported that he was uh, he had he had used acid beforehand, and uh, that's that's such a powerful performance. That is, and and that song I think will always um, always be an enduring enduring part for me. Other songs that I think of, I think of um, I think of Sleepy House and Drive uh, from from the self titled debut album ninety two. Um, those two, I think those might be my two favorite Blind Melon songs. Um, yeah, they're just. They're perfect, like slow afternoon songs, and and drive is you know, yeah. talking about different struggles of you know having a friend who who might be addicted to certain things or going through some things, and and um, another another there's more lyrics in Sleepy House. Uh, you know the mistakes that I made, they don't seem to bother me, and I sure as hell don't feel like I've missed any kind of train. Um, yeah, I think throughout all of the um, their entire catalog, I mean, there's so many different themes, but uh, you know that that seems to be one. You know, kind of like not taking things for granted, and and you know, despite various struggles and shortcomings, you know, you're still a person. You still have an opportunity to do good. I think, and um, that's obviously, I think, a reminder that is potent, and I think that's one that we all need because we all struggle with certain things, and none of us are certainly perfect as as he wasn't. And um, yeah, it's 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 always it's always interesting, and I think that's one of my favorite things about music is it's pretty much it's a time capsule of whatever the writers were going through at the time that they wrote those songs and they put those songs together. And, 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 and I think I think about that a lot with blind melon If you know, you kind of have snapshots of, of what the band was going through and, 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 and the songwriters and, and, and what it was like at different times. And, you know, you have a song like new life, for example, you know, bringing a child into the world. And um, yeah, it's just, there's, there's so many different, so many different things going on, I think, throughout their discography. And, um, yeah, it's just, it, it's, it's sad because, you know, you feel like, um, you feel like there was obviously more there. And, and, and I think there was more, um, one of my, wanted uh, to create. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite songs too, I think is, uh, galaxy, uh, hello, yeah. goodbye. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> it's so funny for the longest time, when I would listen to that song, I got I had the lyrics um, all mixed up. When he says, "But I'm not appalled or afraid," and the way kind of like, you know, kind of goes up an octave, I always thought it says, "But I'm not a Polaroid," because he said, <laughs> "But I'm not a Polaroid afraid." And like I always like messed it up for the longest time. It's one of those lyrics, you know, like people mess up lyrics and stuff. Oh, so I'd yeah. sing it like I'm not a Polaroid because I. <laughs> <laughs> thought it was thought it was that so but that song has like such a really good uh finish to it it gets like pretty jammy and the band just kind of goes off and like you were talking about earlier it shows you how good the band behind shannon was and yeah that's a really that's a that's a really good song that i like to come back to and listen um yeah. has just such a good melody and it allows his voice to kind of just you know it feels really like it feels really free it feels like a good space for his voice yeah, totally. I, I feel similarly with Vernie, um, also off of the Soup mm. album. Um, I don't really, 
It's strange because usually when I connect with a song, I connect with the song because of the lyrics. But this one, I, I just love the way it sounds, and I think it's a testament to, you know, to all of the players in the band. And um, I remember a couple of weeks ago we had somebody who requested that we post that on their birthday, and it had been such a long time since I had listened to that song that I almost, you know, I'd forgotten that I liked it. And uh, ever since then, I've been listening to it quite a bit. So um, yeah, that's the thing, I, and I think that is like how I encapsulate Blind Melon's discography and their work that I don't listen to it all the time. And when I do, I end up lingering there for like a couple of weeks listening pretty incessantly. Cause I'm like, Oh, like, this is really good. Like I, I, I'm kind of upset with myself that I don't listen as often yeah. as I should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the tough part when there's so much music out there. Yeah. Um, it's impossible to get give everything, everything, the amount of time that, you know, you yeah. want to give it or yeah like, it's it's an impossible balance no it's act, an impossible but, and it's know, funny because people we, are like we, how have we, you we not do, listened we do to our more best around here <laughs> i can hear like how do how have you not listened to more of this and that it's like yeah. uh, because there's so much to listen to so much good absolutely. stuff absolutely yeah there sure is and and you know with blind melon i mean they were their 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 classic era or their initial era was cut so short obviously but you know for one i'm i'm really happy as i am i think in all cases that you know, they were able to able to continue on. I mean, there was a long hiatus. So, you know, Shannon died in 1995 and and they didn't reform until 2006. They didn't play it, you know, play a live show until 2007. And they didn't release another record until mm-hmm. 2008. So uh, Travis Warren ended, ended up coming on uh, to, to do vocals. And I, I think he does a good job. Um, you know, one of those bands that I think if, um, you know, if they came through my area, I would I would certainly go and see them. I think he does. He serves the songs very well, and and I think um, all of those guys, um, you know, uh, with uh, Nathan Town hopping in on bass uh, instead of Brad Smith for the uh, for the newer era, you know, I think they deserve to be able to continue to create as Blind Melon in, in the same way that Alice in Chains and and Stone Temple Pilots deserve to go on without, uh, you know, despite the fact that Lane and Scott passed away respectively, um, and. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't spend a lot of time listening to their newer stuff, but I've I've looked up um, I've watched some performances uh, on YouTube of some classic era Blind Melon songs. I think Travis does a really really good job, yeah. and um, I'm always happy because the band the band is more than just the most famous individual that passed away. You know, there's it's the sum of its parts, and I think you know when when Shannon passed away, they lose a friend, but they also lose an ability to create music in the way that they probably wanted to for a long time. So I always think it's really cool, um, you know, if they're able to continue. Um, and definitely I think some self-assigned homework, I need to listen to their uh, their uh, album with Travis a little bit more. It came out in 2008 and it's called For My Friends. Mm-hmm. And um, the, uh, the the title track, I, I know that one. That one's, that one's really, really good. And it's got a really good message. And fun fact, Blind Melon, their first show... Um, after Shannon Hoon passed away, was on the 7th of October, 2007, in the town in which I am currently existing in Providence, Rhode Island. So that's a good good little trivia fact. My eyes lit up when I saw that. Uh, shout out to Providence, obviously. That's awesome. That's where I am. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so I, I do want to bring this up. Um, because we've talked about this other band a few times, but I think I know where you're going with this. (laughs) I think, I think, (laughs) 
<laughs> I think we need to um, talk about the fact that Guns N' Roses <laughs> and Shannon, Shannon and Axel are were friends. <laughs> Shannon and Axel. So it was Shan. It was Shannon's sister that was friends with Axel, I believe, and kind of uh, linked them up. Yeah, because and, they're they're both born in Indiana. Shannon, uh, Shannon, and Axel both hailed from from the state of Indiana. So I think had to yeah. be where that connection came from, right? Yeah, and I guess um, so. They hung out, and and he had him come on, had Shannon come and sing back up for a few songs, and like just two of them. I think the Garden and Don't Cry. Yeah, off was of it was whatever it album Illusion era? I think that's when uh, that's where those those suckers came from, right? <laughs> I, I believe so, um, and so that's you know I'll, I'll give I'll give the Guns N' Roses crew and Axel uh, props <laughs> because that's the best thing that they've done in my eyes. Um, that's pretty cool. So um, I'll, I'll put it this way because I'm I'm sure you might want to know. Um, I've been aware that that Shannon Hoon uh, provided backing vocals for Guns N' Roses, uh, of course, a couple of their songs for quite a while, obviously, but. Every single time if someone brings it up or if, if somebody mentions it or if I think of it, my thought process is, oh, that's nice. And I don't go and listen to them. I don't know that I've ever listened to those songs. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, Guns N' Roses. I just I just can't. I, I don't know. I, I just I just can't do it. Um, so even even with the presence of Shannon's lovely voice in the background, I don't know if that's enough to move the needle for me. Yeah. Maybe next, maybe maybe next time we bring it up, we'll have a better maybe in the better next shot. life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's it's worth noting because yeah, um, because yeah. at the, at that time, obviously, I mean, Guns N' Roses were much to my chagrin. They were they were the biggest band in the world. I think in early '91 before grunge exploded. So I think you know for Shannon to be able to to yeah, sing on to sing on stuff him, like yeah. that before that was that was before pretty much anybody knew what Blind Melon was. I mean, they hadn't even released their self titled yet. And no rain. The music video hadn't, um, you know, hadn't existed, obviously. So uh, mm-hmm. that's obviously a testament to to Shannon at that time. But uh, yeah, that can uh, that can exist over there and not not in my ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people are like, why are they so against Guns and Roses? <laughs> well, at this point, I've dug in. Oh yeah, I've dug in so deeply. I, I can't I can't just fill in this hole and move away. Like I I live here now. I, yeah. I can't go anywhere else. And uh, yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah, it's, there's, it's, a few, there's a few bands that we have those takes, and I think my yeah, friend... Guns N' Roses and Motley Crue for me. You can yeah. you can save it. You can keep it out of my face. Yeah. Yeah, my buddy's like, that's a lazy take. And I'm like, well, uh, you know... It's not lazy. <laughs> it's not. It's it, yeah. And even if it is, you know what? Fuck it, I don't care if it's lazy. It's it's yeah. my take, and it's it's my belief system, and here I am, and I, I don't... I don't have any. I don't have any space for it. The bandwidth is all used up, and if I have any extra, I'm not using it on hair metal. No, nope, not hair metal, and not um, Queens of the Stone Age. <laughs> See, Ethan, this this is what happens. We take a topic as sincere as Blind yeah. Melon and Shannon Hoon, and then it just devolves into a diatribe against hair metal. So at least at least we're on brand. At least we're consistent. I was say that's why people listen. I think they come for the. They want the same stuff. That's people want the big four, and they want to hear us shit talk a little bit. So exactly, you got you got you got to get the heart rate going. You got to rile some people up from time to time. But um, I think going back to what we spoke about in the beginning about Blind Melon is, I think they're very much a melting pot of certain influences. How would you even categorize what type of music they created? 
Um, I think I would just take the cowards way out and just say they're alternative rock because that can mean anything. Because yeah. I really think they were they were so many different things. They were a lot of different things all at the same time in the best way. Yeah, I I I think alter, alternative rock is yeah. it, it. And sometimes when when artists like are so I would you know I I think it was, it's fair to say that they're you know lead singer dependent and stuff and. And the lead singer is so unique; it's hard to really put them into certain, with uh, certain areas with the rest of, I don't know, like <clears throat> even like Freddie Mercury with Queen. Like, okay, so they're like anthem rock, but his voice is so much different than other like classic rock or right, uh, like bigger band. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's so unique. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I think alternative rock. I always think of like. I mean, Maybe California rock or sunshine, sunshine or alternative rock <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I think, as you said, as as Freddie Mercury relates to a lot of the uh, the the singers of his era, I think Shannon, as he relates to a lot of the alternative rock singers of his era, um, not you know not very similar. And I think certainly as the '90s wore on, you had a lot of different bands that. Uh, created music that sounded very similar and i think there were a lot of lead singers who sounded very similar um and and i don't think i don't think shannon um i don't think you could put shannon's voice in a box just as i don't think you could put blind melon's music in a box and i think that is um that is a that is a singer's and that is a band's greatest asset in my opinion is the fact that they kind of occupy their own space Mm mm-hmm yeah uh yeah, I think when I th- when I think of Blind Melon, I definitely do think of the Woodstock performance. Yeah, um, that was such a good performance. It was so good. Yeah, it was. We we, we enjoyed uh, posting that one. I think that's such a and like I feel like um, you know there's a lot of bands you think of maybe Woodstock '69 or even Woodstock '99. '99. I mean that's the good <laughs> people, stuff. <laughs> yeah, people think about like you know Woods you know Blind Melon '94. Woodstock '94 is a really good like genre you know him in that white dress and mm-hmm. like with a lot with a flower in his hair like that is yeah blind melon's genre to me yeah it's woodstock yeah, 94 yeah, I, would, I, would, I would agree with that and uh that was that was a hell of a show i've i've watched that in its entirety a few times and yeah. i never get tired of it and it's hard with them because um anytime i want to post them i just automatically feel drawn to posting right, that. right. I'm like you gotta i gotta give some variety every now and then but yeah. if it were up to me it's always like no rain change or soup from that performance like every single time just out into the world but uh we have to uh (laughs) just firing blindly into the good night but um i mean it's so good it's so good um so i have to say as as we kind of wrap this up if you assuming it's not no rain and if it is no rain that's fine If 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 you had to force somebody to listen to one blind melon song um to kind of um yeah. Hopefully get them into the band. Which which one would you pick? No Rain. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, <laughs> I, I think the ripped away version of No Rain, that yeah, slow yeah. one. <laughs> I do like that. Um I like that one a no, lot. No, I, I think I think I do I really do like the Galaxy uh Hello Goodbye. Um mm-hmm. it's the first song first song off the second album. Yeah. Um because I think it does have a nice little build and has a really solid melody where you can hear his voice. Um soup is i mean that performance would be um really easy one to show um but yeah i think i would go with galaxy uh hello goodbye how about you absolutely it's it's difficult for me 
to pick because I, I think I, I naturally skew towards some of the slower songs. Uh, yeah. But I think if I had to pick one, I would pick from their self-titled. I would pick the song I Wonder. Um, I just think it's a really, really good um, microcosm of what the band was. I mean, it's got a lot of, it's got a couple of different tempo changes. And I think the, the music and the vocals are, are just perfect. And it, and it's got, it's got one of my favorite lyrics at the end as the song kind of closes out, things slow down. And, and Shannon says, and I only wanted to be 16 and free. Um, and that's just kind of, I'm, I'm such a sucker for like a cliffhanger lyric like that, that, that it really keep you thinking as the song fades out. And, um, that is certainly one that does that. So I, I think I would pick, I wonder, um, it's tough for me to not pick sleepy house. Um, but mm. I think I'm picking I Wonder. Nice. Yeah, both both are great great yeah. choices. Yeah, I, I think um, when I show someone else a new band, uh, yeah, I want something a little bit. It is tough to pick like a really slower type of. Mm. It needs to be the right person, yeah. or it needs to be the right type. It needs to be like right up their alley as far yeah. as like slower songs go. Mm. So I, I want to pick something a little bit more. Yeah, a little more pace to it. Yep. And then I think let them I think... find that other area on their on themselves. Because that's a lot of times, like, for me, too, like, slower songs, I'm sure that you've you've sent me some stuff, and I'm like, that's slower, and I'm like, I need to wait till tonight. You to need listen. to, you I need need to, to wait yeah, I need until to you have in... the adequate time to get into it. I totally agree. Because I've also listened to songs, I'm like, yeah, that was pretty good, and then I come back, you know, two weeks later, I'll text you, like, dude, I didn't, like, I, I finally listened. Yes, you we've know? both like, done this. Like, I, <laughs> I finally <listening>. really listened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, holy shit, dude, I'm finally getting into Modest Mouse or, you know, certain yeah. bands that, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I and speaking of that, I think um, a lot of people are really fond of Mouthful of Cavities. I think a lot of yeah. people are fond of Soul One. Um, I think those are kind of two other ones that aren't aren't the slowest songs in the world. So I think they would they would hold a first time first time listener. <laughs> um, uh, they would hold their attention uh, for at least the initial part, so they could get into it. But um, yeah, really such such a good band, and um, I think I'm gonna post some Blind Melon uh, later today on the page, and uh, certainly when yeah. this episode comes out, I think we I have thinking, to. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, any closing thoughts? Unless you have anything else, um, and then we can go to Song of the Week and some other stuff. Yeah. In the movie, um, there is a, a scene where he was he was recording his sister, and I think his sister was on on the phone with um, either her boyfriend or. Um, shannon's girlfriend at the time or something and she's still like watering plants but uh his girl his girl his sister said if the petals bend and don't break it means there's probably still life in it and it and it had like this really eerie thing because shannon was you know he's like he's like said behind the camera like you know oh she hasn't even watered it yet and it was like this really interesting interaction and i just love that like if the petals bend and don't break it means there's probably still life in it yeah. and um you know when you have artists you know you go through hard times and um you know it's it seems really it seems really difficult but um there's always still life in in those people when they're going through those diff- difficult times when they're bending you know bending is one thing but um, bend and don't break, and I love that. I like I read yeah, that, and I, I, like I heard that it, too. and I was like, "Yeah, that's I like that's that a lot. that's really good." And and it, it came during a time. I'm I'm not sure the, the date of it, but you know, or when it was exactly for him. I would need to go back and check. But I was like, "Damn!" I was like, "That's so true." And there's a lot of artists and stuff, and you know, especially when you're looking back at it, yeah. and you get to and you get to see it like with the bookends, and you know, you mm-hmm. can think certain things. Totally. Um, yeah, but and man, I think that stuck applies out to the me. artists, and I think. 
it applies to the songs. You know, there's a lot of life left in these songs, even though, you know, some of them are approaching 30 years old. Wow. Yeah. 30 years. Yeah. I mean, I guess this 30 year anniversary will be in three years. Yeah. A couple of years. Crazy. Crazy. All right. Blind Melon. Blind Melon. Shannon Hoon. A legend. Long a live. True, a true legend. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say, uh, a little bit of melon talk can really, uh, really brighten anyone's day. I'm already having a good day, and this this put me in a better mood uh, to talk about this band, and uh, it's going to put me in an even better mood when we get off this podcast and I listen to this band. But uh, yeah, really, really enjoyed that conversation, and um, grateful to be able to sit yeah. down and have that with you. I'm glad we had it. It was good, good suggestion. Finally got it down, um, put it on the calendar, so that was fun. Absolutely. So uh, as we get ready to close up shop, uh, an important section of the show, uh, there is no new news to report on the Jerry Cantrell, <laughs> Jerry Cantrell trail. Um, the, um, the, the man himself, the men themselves are, uh, are hopefully resting as we said last week and they, they're preparing uh, Europe. They're incoming. So it's, it's, it's going to happen. Oh and, yeah. Uh, I, I can't wait to, uh, to Do discuss you think that's that. The, uh... Ho- hopefully we get some people writing in, who are able to see it and uh hopefully we can share those experiences on the air yeah i wonder i'm excited to see the set list if he changes it up, changes it yeah. up at all or if he hope so <laughs> one can only hope get get some get some other deep cuts in there I'd, I'd appreciate that but um speaking of appreciation uh always extending our most heartfelt appreciation to our producer drew mcfadden uh, who has been with us every step of the way. As we all know, um, this would not be in your ears at the present moment if Drew did not exist or if Drew hated us uh, or didn't want to work with us. Uh, you wouldn't have a podcast. So thank you, Drew. Uh, you are the legend and the scholar um, and the man with the know-how to get this done. So shout out. Thank you, Drew. You're doing a great job over there in California. Um, Always. So songs of the week song songs of the week. of the week this is where this is where chris and chris and ethan tell you what we've been listening to and what you should be listening to what you should give it a shot because um, everybody likes good song recommendations and we thought that um we can give you ex- we can give you exactly that good recommendations yeah. you might not I'm, like it but we're you know we're serving it up the, the dinner dinner's on the table yeah we may not you may not like it but there's still good recommendations yeah. exactly <laughs> you know? they're just not for but, you yeah um so i'll go first okay. and you know sometimes sometimes uh we give new songs you know new brand new music sometimes we go back in the archive i'm going back in the archive this is an old song and i know that you love this song because i know <laughs> oh, there's so many <laughs> different just... areas you could travel for this one i'm excited oh, yeah. i can't wait to go hear this to the go back to the beginning to the beginning of our friendship and i'm <laughs> going from for some credence. Oh, i think i know what this might be <laughs> do you think it's credence no, I didn't think it was gonna be creative. Oh, oh darn! <laughs> I'm going, dude. I'm. I want to put "Bad Mood Rising" on this on this oh, badass yeah. playlist. I mean, Absolutely. it's June. We're into June, we're into the summer. I was driving with the windows down, and I was trying to. I like, you know, some of the normal stuff that I've been playing with the with the windows down wasn't cutting it. No, it doesn't. So, I, so but but Credence will always get the job oh, yeah. done. I mean, drive I see by trouble a, on the way. <laughs> drive by a ballpark. You know, get a nice glizzy, you know, or get a cookout. Oh, yeah, cook, the glizzy you know, god. You, you got some, you got some burgers and some hot dogs. You got to slam down with a couple of diet coke or yeah. something. No, nothing, and nothing you got washes CCR. down a good glizzy in a ball game like some credence and some beer. I mean, 
Look how happy we are right now just talking about it. Like this song, the happiest I've been in weeks. <laughs> yeah, this is so. This is a this is a one of the first songs that we just we loved listening to some CCR back in the day. Oh, yeah. Um, so this is a no brainer. I just I, it needs to be on the playlist. That's um, fantastic. So. Yeah, we need yeah. we need some credence. I, I don't know that we've had any credence on the on the uh, songs of the week playlist. So um, yeah. For for an editorial note, the song that I thought you were going to select because you said it goes back to me, I thought you were going to pick "In the Summertime" by Mungo oh, Jerry. Oh, that, <laughs> that, that would have been a good one. "In the Summertime" or "Mighty Man" by Mungo Jerry. <laughs> That's another, another song man. with a kazoo. See, there we go. It's all full circle. Oh my goodness! Yeah, Heck CCR. Yes. Um, sign, sign it, seal it, deliver it. It is. Uh, yeah, you need to listen to that in the summertime. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. So, All right, Chris, you're up. Yeah, my selection. So I'm, I'm also going back, certainly not that far back, and uh, I don't think we have a, well, I know that we don't have a connection over this, but lately I've been listening to a lot of the Black Keys. Uh, recently I purchased tickets with some some pals of mine to go and see them, I think, in July. Yeah, I think in July. And um, I love I love the Black Keys. I love all their shit, but specifically i love a lot of their earlier stuff and so my song of the week is going to be a song from their first record called the big come up and the song is called do the rump and i believe i think that's a junior kimbrough song or a a song from the old blues tradition but um i just i just love i love their version of it it's super rough around the edges as a lot of their earlier stuff was it's super bluesy um the the vocals from dan auerbach are kick-ass patrick carney on the drums super super good um yeah, I just, I love the Black Keys. I don't care who knows it. I just posted this song uh, the day before we're sitting down to record this as a midnight special because I've decided the midnight specials are back on Grunge Bible. Fuck and yeah. uh, just another excuse that we have to share. Who knows, maybe Credence will be on there soon. But um, yeah, I think that's a pretty good one-two punch. You get Bad Moon Rising and then you get Do the Rump by the Black Keys. Um, yeah. Those are good. Those are good driving songs. Those are good kind of summertime uh it's essential good, good mood songs it's, yeah it's essential for the beginning of june the beginning of yeah. the uh second half of the year technically no, no not, not quite, quite. You gotta yeah, wait one more month if my math is correct <laughs> i found out i was a liar just the, like the you. math monster always gets us at least a couple of times on these on these shows so um awesome. man i i love i love our songs of the week this week i do too man this is, good. I, this is really good yeah. I love the. I'm glad we do it. I'm, I'm. I love our little segments, dude. I love the daily, the weekly check-in, and I love the songs of the week, man. And yeah. they're they're great. They keep the yeah, podcast they're essential. together. You book it. You bookend a good episode, and um, that's really all there is to it. You just gotta you know, start start well and well. And the middle yeah, will take man. care of itself. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, I, f- I kind of want to talk about more. Is there anything else we can banter about? <laughs> we'll <laughs> just, kind of on a we'll just go here. on for three hours about Credence now. Let's talk about Run Through the Jungle and, and Lodi. Just, and <laughs> just do a big, just do one a Credence podcast? Is that, is that on deck? Because, so there's there's a weird intersection of Credence and The Big Lebowski, obviously, because Credence is featured in The Big Lebowski. And I yeah. know the people want a Big Lebowski episode. And yeah. It's coming, but we just yeah. need to get into the right frame of mind to we do. Yeah, really give it its due. Yeah, and I don't want to like also don't want to do it and then have people like unfollow the page because they got what they wanted. You know, yeah. they got what they came yeah, for. Yeah, we're denying the crowd hose water. Yeah, because you know people are like once you know once I get that the, the big Lebowski episode, then I'm good. So I'm, yeah. I'm we're holding that. on to it. Yeah, yeah so it's we're like just our, we're just uh, we're holding it out. We're we're baiting everybody. It's it's coming soon. You just gotta stick around just a little longer. 
It'll be they, we definitely need um, a movie a movie episode so we could do it. maybe flight shit i'm back i would love to do flight i've seen it like nine times in the last three months Months. (laughs) (laughs) oh man it's important harling maze and uh whip whitaker any any um any movie with with walter and john goodman yeah and is gonna be harling maze these guys are yeah can't go wrong just as you can't go wrong spending an hour with grunge bible I think that does it, huh? Yeah, I think Sadly. that does it. I'm excited. We're gonna. The nice uh, part is yeah. we'll be back next week. We will. Same time, same time, yeah. same place. A little bit different banter, but mostly you know the, cool the same. Thing, Ethan? So we've been doing this for at least 63 weeks. I think 64, counting the trailer week. Mathematically speaking, we are <laughs> the most consistent thing in a lot of the listeners' lives. Yeah. You have Bob? to be. There's a lot of shit that comes and goes over the course of a year and a half, but we're yeah, always right. there. Yeah, yeah. You can count on it. Yeah, which is important. That's us. We're dependable. Wow. If, if 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 everything else in your life is in flux, you can lean on the Grunge Bible Podcast. We'll be here for you. Damn, that's a lot of responsibility. But that is a lot of responsibility. But we haven't fucked cool. up yet. So yeah, no. And we won't. Close, but no, not yet. Yeah, we've come, we've come close a few times, but uh, very close. Nevertheless, but it's still that train still pulls through the station. Bend, we bend, but we don't break. Yeah, Chris. still got that a lot means, of life left in that us. Means that there's still a lot of life in us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Ethan, thank you for sitting down with me for the last little bit of time. I really enjoyed it. Uh, to everyone out there listening, thank you so much for spending some of your time with us. Um, it means a lot to us, and we hope that you enjoy it and that you continue to enjoy the Grunge Bible Podcast. We will be back. We will be back next week, same time. Have a great week. Yeah, we will. And please rock and roll, everybody. Rock and roll. Listen to some credence while you're at it too. Come on. Yes. Oh, yeah. All right. See you guys. See you later. <laughs>